0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick podcast, brought to you by the wpchick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP
1: and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick podcast. So, you know, staying on top of WordPress events is one thing. Staying on top of WordPress security is another. Yep, SiteLock does both. Stop by their blog to stay up to date on recent WordCamps. I think I told you guys, my friend Adam Warner is uh, working some WordCamps with SiteLock. So be sure to stop by and say hi to him. Uh, but they do stay up to date with recent WordCamps and WordPress conferences. So if you want to check out some fun videos... Um, and WordPress security information and more, visit the blog today at sitelock.com forward slash WP Chick forward slash blog. Yeah, they've got some great content on the site. Again, that link is sitelock.com forward slash WP Chick forward slash blog. So with that, let's get into today's show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. I am so pumped today, not just because I've got a a friend on um, and a colleague, and he's awesome, but we're going to go down a path that I haven't talked much about today. And a lot of it's mindset, and it's the internal stuff. And while I don't... Well, I I do talk about it sometimes on the show, but... It is really a huge part of who I am. So my guest today is Dallas Hardcastle. Dallas, thank you so much for being here today.
0: Kim, it is completely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Uh, we're gonna have fun, just because every time I talk to you, we have fun. So <laughs> I'm pumped. And Dallas is the creator of Unlimiter, and we're gonna talk about that um, obviously in the show. But you know what? I, I want to share with the listeners, Dallas, our experience. So we met in the mastermind that that I was in, and you know, so we met. God was it a year and a half ago, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just probably just a little over, probably just a little over a year ago, maybe. Yeah. 14, 15 months ago.
1: Yeah. So, and, and, you know, my listeners have heard me, you know, for those who have been following and listening, you know, they went on the journey with me of the adventures and being a part of that and then hitting a wall and being like, I, I, it's time to back out. Um, and I know you had some similar experiences and, and for anybody listening, this is so not a dig. I had I met amazing people. Obviously, it was a huge part of my life and have nothing but love for everybody. But the mastermind is no longer in existence. And so Dallas is going to share what the Unlimiter is. But but I was wondering, Dallas, if you could sort of share your experience. Because again, I think when we're running a business and we get caught up in, well, I need to go do this and I need to go do that. And it's like we lose sense of self, like capital S very easily, because it seems like everybody around us is Um, you know, going further or making bigger, you know, um, strides in their business. So can you just share a little bit of of your journey, you know, since we're in it together?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and it really, as you say, I mean, the the mastermind itself was awesome and wonderful with terrific people and, uh, you know, all positives taken away from it. Absolutely. Because uh, it's, it's a part of that learning, right? It's a part of the going forward. It's a part of the course correction. It's all of those things. So I mean it was it was as positive as an experience as anything else in my business life has been because of all of the learning um that took place as things to do, things not to do, like we do in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh but it, it it absolutely, the pieces that, you know, we take away from that and I'm as guilty of it as, you know, anyone that I, I work with and, and any of the people that I, I speak to. Is we're just so incredibly busy and focused on trying to find the thing that somehow kind of self justifies that we're making the right decision, that we're doing the right thing, that we internally have the right information. So we're always trying to find kind of that third party qualifier, that outside source that reaffirms. Yep. Indeed, you're, you're, you're decently smart you got a brain, you've got a direction, you know, you've got a personality, you've got a message, you've got drive, you've got all of these abilities in you. Um, but when things are not going exactly the way we think they should be, or we want them to be growing quicker, or we don't feel like we're necessarily on the right path or on the right course, you know, enter the well, you know what, here comes a shortcut or a hack that may be able to help me, have more self-confidence and more clarity in what i'm doing so you know what i'm going to do i'm going to start looking outside of me to have other people help me understand if i'm clearly on my right path and you know lo and behold um we have these experiences where we're actually looking outward to have people justify what it is that we're doing and more times than not unfortunately uh, that's not the place to be going to get better in life and in business is it
1: well exactly and the thing is like i am a huge believer in investing in your business and and working with mentors but at the same time i think if you're not clear on who you are and how you move through the world and and what's going to work for you you know you can throw a lot of money away and i'm not saying that was the experience in this case but you know what works for one is not going to work for for many all the time so it's there you know and and we need to find that and so I I just wanted to share that because again you know I think people listening to this a lot of people hit that wall and I see you know there's models that you follow online and the quote-unquote high ticket where it's I mean first of all I I want to pre-qualify this that I think investing in your business um, and having those types of services versus, you know, selling something for a couple hundred bucks to a wide audience, they're game changers in your business. They will change your business, but you have to have the value. You have to provide the value. And I see that marketplace of, you know, selling high ticket stuff just for the sake of making more money and, and not being able to deliver on the back end. I think that's dying a pretty quick death right now,
0: just across the board, uh, um, in my experience. It, and agreed. It, it's, you know... it. When people are, when we're talking about, you know, the lower ticket or the high ticket, it is, to me, it is, it will always be about the journey that led you there. If someone is going to begin selling quote unquote high ticket because they think that is the place to begin. And guess what message we hear and read almost daily that you'll hear from someone instructing these people is guess what? You don't have to take a journey. You don't have to go through these lumps and the growing and the frustrations. Just begin selling high ticket today. Well, when we begin just selling high ticket today, we're again, it's like, it's like the shortcut. It's, it's the hack. It's the leapfrog. It's the, I'm going to just go to this place and I'm going to begin automatically just selling it because the marketplace seems to be allowing this right now, and it's not really justified in what I really know and the result I can really deliver uh, to me. High ticket is something where I invested and have people invest in me through a course, usually of just what it's a journey, it's the progression, it's that when I you know twenty years ago the first investment I made was a ninety seven dollar investment. And it did, it did a little, but it didn't do a lot. And then you do a few hundred dollars. It did a little more, but not a whole lot. And then you do a little more and a little more and a little more. And then you start investing in, you know, half-day things and full-day things and multi-day things. And, and, you know, it gets to the point where if you're going to invest the greater dollars, all I or I think any of us ever want is if we're going to invest a $1,000, if we're going to invest a million dollars – if the return and the result justifies that, we go running for the banks to find out how we can get that money to invest it. Right? Absolutely. It's, it's when you invest it and the return and the result doesn't match that. You know, a ninety-seven dollar investment can suck. I've I've made them and they've sucked. A a nine thousand seven hundred dollar investment can be supremely. Genius. It can be the best thing you've ever done in your life and your business as long as it's justified. And hopefully the journey has had the person go through the experiences and the ups and the downs that take them to the place where they are damn well worth that stuff because of where they've been for hopefully the past 5, 10, 20 years, not where they've been for the past six months.
1: Totally. And you know, what's funny, as I was thinking, and we're going to get into the official interview here in a second, is there's, um, you know, um, some spiritual teachers that I follow and whatnot. And I love this analogy of, you know, if, if all we wanted to do was get to the destination, you know, they give the analogy of taking a cruise Well, you'd get on the ship in Seattle. And then the, the captain would say, okay, well, we're in Seattle, so you can get off now, right? Because the point is, it's not to get to the destination, it's to enjoy that journey, it's to be there through that, you know, or it's like you don't plant, you know, corn and put it in the ground, expect to eat it tomorrow, you get that it needs to be nurtured, or it needs to be watered, it needs to, to grow and develop. And so, so often we get caught up in this end result specifically, you know, it's interesting, I was having a conversation with a friend, Troy Duman, who's in San Francisco a week ago, and Talking about podcasting and whatnot, and a lot of people, as an example, will say, oh, you know, do podcasting to make money. And I'm like, what I have gained from doing this, you can't, it's it's intangible, the relationships and the connections and the experiences. It's, I have gained, obviously, income as well, but at the same time, that was never my intention. And so we yeah. lose sight on the only
0: measurable outcome being the dollar, right? right it, it it's it, as you began you know uh, here just a few minutes ago it it's the having that 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 must having that clear sense of a direction not necessarily the end point not just well once i arrive at b or i arrive at that end destination then i'm there i'm arrived i'm successful life is suddenly easy and i'm happy all the time it's just having that very clear sense of direction so that you know if you if you think about a horizontal line and you know uh, your starting point A is over here on the left-hand side and and over on the right-hand side that B is that that kind of that place you want to arrive and and this isn't the final destination but this is maybe in a year or in 3 years or in 5 years it's just about not having it be some murky vague cloudy point somewhere that's just out there so our course corrections are these huge big slow sweeping lines that are going way above that that horizontal line, then way beneath them, then way back above them again. We, we you know, th- that's how we arrive and it's slow and it's tentative and it's painful. You know, we want the speedier and the tighter way, which is, you know, how we succeed is by having that horizontal line and having those course corrections. They're so much tighter. And, and they're so much closer to the line and they go so much more quickly because we're just clear in the direction we want to go. We, we don't know what it's going to look like maybe once we arrive there. But as long as we have that clear direction, this is where I want to head and, and it's clearly defined. That journey becomes a – it becomes one of fun rather than one of just not knowing. Um, the worst journeys, of course, are the ones of just not knowing. You're in that boat you know, in Seattle and it's – you know where are you going? I'm going to Melbourne, Australia – and off we go to where are you going i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> you know i've been in limbo recently and this year i've had a few incidences with just sort of this limbo phase and and i have to tell you there's something to be said about learning
0: to be comfortable with discomfort right
1: <laughs> there there's it, a real practice there <laughs> it,
0: it is it is one of the keys that when when people are talking about you know and, and hopefully you know in terms of kind of that clarity and certainty that's one of the things that hopefully we work on just, you know, literally daily. I mean, just every day, the clarity, the certainty, that, that self image, you know, how we see ourselves, how we view our minds, how we view our bodies, you know, all of those things, just, just that clear, that certainty, that, that self actualization, that confidence, but that, that, un, that, you know, that discomfort in being comfortable with being the uncomfortable. Yeah. If you're going to grow, if you're going to be outstanding, if you're going to be like the most you know historical legendary figures that we can you and I can name off here over the past you know 100 or 1000 years it's going to be having that ability to know that every day is going to be taking the next step that is unknown to us and the next way to grow is okay I'm I'm leaving my knowledge base again and I'm going to do the thing again that I haven't done again <laughs> and, and and if you're if you're in any way hindered by the fact of going out and learning something new and going outside of this this kind of the stretch zone Where you're just you don't know exactly where you're headed, um, boy. You're it. It's going to be a short path and it's going to be a short journey for you.
1: Amen. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's jump in then. So that was awesome. Thank you. And can you share with the listeners, you know, before we get into um, Unlimiter and what your current business is, um, share with the listeners sort of your trajectory, your journey here.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I, um, you know, I, I think I was kind of blessed, probably with this just a, a kind of a learning knowledge seeking gene, I think somewhere in me. So I was kind of one of these, uh, I, you know, I'm in my forties now and even going back into my, uh, you know, my late teens and early twenties, I was the guy who was really looking for that way to do that entrepreneurial thing. Um, I, you know, when I was, I remember, you know, being six and seven years old and we would have bike jumps and bike races at my house and I would charge kids a quarter for being in them. <laughs> So <laughs> it it literally, I mean, we, we did that and, you know, I was just always the kid. And when I was nine, 10, 11 years old, I was the kid in the summer mowing everything. And in the wintertime, I was the kid praying for, you know, two feet of snow so I could go out there and, and shovel all the driveways. So that, that's just kind of been instilled in there the whole time. But, you know, along with that came my own kind of internal, you know, mechanisms of, well, you know, you're, you're pretty smart and pretty driven, but you're not that smart. and You're not that driven. And all that kind of nonsense. So, you know, my my 20s and my 30s, although there was a lot of entrepreneurial ventures, a lot of businesses, all that kind of good stuff that went along with it and a lot of learning, you know, I for the most part, um I always had something else going on to meaning I had some kind of a job, be it full time, be it part time. And and to me, it was the really intelligent approach. And I bragged about it at the time, uh, in fact, about, you know, I, I would call it kind of this this mutual fund approach. To life as I was, I always had four, five, six, seven, eight things going on, two or three different businesses working, you know, two or three different jobs and, you know, all these sources of revenue and I'm, income. I'm kind of getting tired. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, that, that was my brain and that was my body just moving all the time. Um, and at the time, as I say, I bragged about it because it was this mutual fund approach. Yeah. 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 This doesn't work. You got these other five or six things. Um, but meanwhile, it also didn't allow me to really ever focus on the one thing. Yeah. So um most of my life was busy doing that. But then, you know, uh, going back, I, I got into sales eventually and I just got into sales because people are like, you can talk to anybody about anything. You should do sales. And I was like, OK, um, not the strongest way to maybe enter into a career. But, you know, that didn't take me a lot back in those days. And I wound up being pretty decent in sales for a period of time. But uh, fortunately, I had a couple mentors that, uh, you know, explained to me if you really want to get good at this stuff, it's not going to be about all this nonsense that, uh, you know, you're studying and looking at and having your, you know, kind of your managers tell you about studying closing or pipelines or projections or overcoming objections or any of that nonsense. You got to you got to go upstairs above the neck and you got to get, you know, become this like mental just mammoth. When you do that, um, then you get good. Uh, invested a lot of money in five days going to kind of one of these peak uh, performance leadership events, mm-hmm. uh, came back, sales went up almost 300% in one year, um, got really good, got really recognized as being a good salesperson, got into becoming a director for a company, then went on to own a couple of these companies, sold them off eventually, uh, then to get into opening up my, uh, my consulting firm in 2009, because at the end of the day, I got really tired of having a lot of the corporate clients that I got to serve wanting to spend time talking about the different systems and strategies to close and to project, you know, projections and pipelines and and all that nonsense. And uh, ultimately, I felt like I was telling a lie because I knew where all of their team success was going to come from. And it was going to be spending most of the time on the thing that was ultimately really holding them back from being superstars, which was, of course, themselves.
1: Okay. Holy moly. Love that. And that though brought you to the consulting. So the consulting that, and I know we're going to talk about Unlimiter, but, um, your company. So it's been the same company since 2009.
0: Yeah. In 2009, I opened up integrate training technologies and it was based and founded completely on the principles. And, and I call it technologies is it it really, it's just founded around the sciences of being able to get people's brains to work in a way that they can become a peak performer in, if it's in sport, I've worked with pro athletes. If it's in sales, if it's in business, if it's in, you know, I, I don't, I don't work with people really on, on family or relationship or, I, you know, that, that's, that's not with whom I work, but it, it was all founded on, we're going to spend the vast majority of time working on you, getting your brain, your rules, your beliefs, Everything firing at its at its highest level upstairs, and when we get that ready to go, boy, whatever career you're going to enter into, whatever vocation, whatever direction you want to head, it's going to go a lot faster and be a lot less a uh, lot less painful because you now suddenly are the unstoppable machine and not the person who's kind of you know clanking around trying to figure everything out.
1: Okay. But that journey for you, um, has not just been a bed of roses either, right? From 2009 to today, I know you've had some challenges and struggles. And, you know, if you can share, you know, what you're comfortable sharing, um, and then what shifted for you? Because again, you know, I look back, I started my business 2008 and it's just, there have been some highs, some lows. And it's like, all I need to do actually is get in traffic in the Bay Area. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm never giving this (laughs) up. (laughs) <laughs> but, but truthfully, you know, it's, it's – so often when people see something, it's like they – we make assumptions that, well, this person, you know, it's been easy for them or there's not been struggles or they they must be making tons of money. And it's just – it's not, you know, what we share and what we see are two different things.
0: It so – much and 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 I I definitely I want to circle back to here hopefully if I remember at the end to even talk about it, I think really ultimately what uh, you know obviously the great blessing that the pain was but yeah I I went from the the kind of the superstar national sales guy and having competitors and all the people wanting me to come in and do the training and then opening up the companies having the companies rock out having one of the companies grow uh The fastest that that I could find of anyone in our industry we we you know we grew our company to about one point two one million dollars in about seventeen months um The industry average was hoping to break three or eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in sales after their year three, so we were just i mean just rock and roll I felt unstoppable and all that good stuff. And then, um, because of our successes, I decided I was going to go really heavily all in on some real estate. And this was during the latter part of the boom. So getting into 2009, 2010, um, wound up uh, investing in about a $2.1 million townhome. And the, the worst of the worst scenario happened. It wasn't oh no, we, we lost $50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. Um, the, that would have hurt. Um, but we, we would have recovered. It was that we lost, we lost everything, Kim. We, we lost all savings, all retirement, all investments, uh, sold a a fricking car, (laughs) just trying to just stay above water and, and, you know, all of those financial things, of course, at the time, you, you get into these really, really great high quality questions like why me? Why is this <laughs> happening? Why are the hits continuing to happen? Cause it wasn't just like a hit. It was that hit and then the next hit and then the next hit. And then you're laying on the ground and you're covering your eyes and your teeth cause you're getting kicked in the face while you're laying on the ground. And then someone walks up and, you know, and kicks you in the privates and you're like, When is this going to finally end? And and at the point finally where we lost everything, that was the that was the heartache. That was that's the part that just crushes you. But even at that time, the the worst part, ultimately, of course, is not all the things you lose. It was that that I lost complete and total control of my brain. And it's not you don't recognize it. You're not sitting there thinking, well, I just need to click and get that little switch Re-clicked and then, then everything's good again, right? Everything's good. I I kept going back, Kim, to do the things that I successfully had done. Yeah. You know, when the, when when the hurt and the pain I felt like was starting to subside, I went back to do the things that I just knew I could do. I I knew I could train. I knew I could coach. I knew I could consult. I knew I could sell. And I just went on this eighteen month just run of just awful. I mean, I, I forgot how to make money. I, I forgot how to talk to people. I forgot how to do anything to, in, in my world that was remotely valuable. And it was, it, and, and, I mean, this is just, this is the, the matter of the story is I fell right back into doing all the things that I had trained people for years not to do. I, I, after 18 months, I looked for every shortcut and every hack. That would somehow change my circumstance to somehow some way be able to turn my life around because it was it was just it was a train wreck nightmare on on every area we were losing our home we were living in it had at one point literally like negative eight hundred dollars in the bank mm-hmm. literally Um had family and friends coming in to celebrate my daughter's one year birthday and they were going to be in town in two days for her one year birthday party celebration. And no one knew what was going on except for me, not even my wife. And I literally was at the point where I, I decided that I needed to just check out completely from the situation because in two days we were going to have about 30 or 35 friends and family members come over and I had no way to buy any gifts. I had no way to buy the birthday cake. Wow. I mean, they were going to, yeah. they were going to show up and I would, I would just have to, I mean, at some point, you know, you, you got to stop lying. At some point, they were going to show up and my wife was going to be looking at me and the family and the friends were going to be looking at me and saying, hey, what's going on? There's no confetti. There's no cake. There's no nothing. Like, oh, did I forget to mention I don't have a dollar to my name and apparently I'm such a broken loser right now. I can't figure out how to make a dollar either. Sorry, I probably should have mentioned this a while ago.
1: Yeah. And can I just thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I've been down that path because you start berating yourself to no end, which is never, ever going to serve you. It's never going to help you get out. It's never going to help you own it. And not just that, but there is an intense burden of keeping that all to yourself as well. So I, I've been there and I, I can't imagine. Um, well, I mean, I can because <laughs> I've been there. So, so what happened next?
0: Well, after that, I, uh, I fortunately, and, and, you know, this is not to make a, a long story too long at all here, but my, 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 my then to be one year old daughter quite literally saved me, um, literally, uh, saved my night, uh, my life on huh? the night that I had, uh, I had planned to just, uh, like I said, I just, I had no more answers. So I just, I was, I was going to have to leave. Uh, I was just going to have to leave the world and, and, you know, have them be happier, better people. I, I knew for sure. So, um, my daughter just literally the night, um, that I was getting ready to check out my, my, she just, she saved my life. She, um, she was awake as I was going up to, uh, to kiss her goodbye, uh, for the last time at about 1230 at night. And she just rolled over and she was awake. And I was like, Oh no, what are you doing? And she was like standing up in her crib and grabbing onto me and wanting me to hold her and pick her up. And I was like, no, no, honey, I, you know, not right now. Daddy can't do this right now. I, I have something really important I got to do. And she just absolutely would not let go of me. And I and I mean I even get emotional thinking about it. Now I can she just hear it, yeah. She, she would not let go of me. I mean, she would not let go of me. She just grabbed down around my neck and I wound up picking her up and carrying her. And we went down into uh my my dark living room as I did so much that uh that part of my life and just kind of looked, but instead of just staring at the ceiling and out the windows and just wondering why me, what next, what now. Um kind of one of those bizarre kind of quiet, kind of a little peaceful. Like, uh, my daughter was just sitting there with me. Um, it was kind of like, you know, everything's going to be okay. And, and I want up sitting down there till about three thirty in the morning, uh, with her and she wasn't awake the whole time, but it was just kind of holding her and being with her. And, uh, Got up the next morning, uh, got a, uh, uh got a couple real quick ideas. Uh, as a matter of fact, on how I could churn out some really quick cash, um, which I, I needed two or $300. <laughs> I need, mean, yeah. I needed, needed two or $300. I didn't need a million. I needed two or $300 so I could throw a damn birthday party. And, uh, uh I was able to contact somebody, uh, do some, some laborous stuff for a couple of days that was, uh, not fun. Um, but, um, you know, the two, 12 or 13 hour days later, um, had, had, uh, I think about $500 to my name in cash. Um, of course I couldn't even deposit that into a bank, of course, because I, (laughs) I, there was more of a negative balance uh, than that would have adjusted and accepted. So, uh, I had that, but I was able uh, to go out and do things. And, and then really, you know, Kim, it's always nice to be able to tell about the overnight and how everything overnight changed. And, uh, it did not overnight change, but at the beginning of that time, uh, I was able to begin to be, more aware of the facts sake like, listen, dude, these shortcuts, these hacks, these information, these trying to figure out this one more business success tool thing, one more strategy ain't going to do it. Uh, this is going to be down between you and your brain. Uh, when the mindset gets fixed, you're going to start to crush it. And, uh, from that point, I just began every single day. I began doing the things that had gotten me to that place once before, but, you start to forget about them but i began doing all the mental stuff upstairs that just mattered so much and the performance started to go up the the relationship started to come back the performance came back the money came back um and and now of course as the story almost always goes is when you go through that really really bad time um you come out on the other side all of a sudden you're not you're not that afraid you're like wow i've been there i made it uh I'm, my fears really <laughs> My fear, for the most part, has gone away now because I went to a place where I didn't think I could escape from, and I did, and uh, nothing I'm going to face now is going to be anything like what I've already been through, and that continues to be the case every day.
1: Wow. First of all, thank you for sharing that because I could hear the emotion, and um, and <laughs> I I've been there too, Dallas. When it gets that dark and you are looking at your life insurance policy thinking, well, at least they'll be taken care of, right? Because you feel your sense of self-worth has gotten to just truly rock bottom. And, you know, this is where um, I I am literally going to have t-shirts made that say, um, F the hustle, you know, but I'm not going to write out the word, but because it's so, you cannot just keep working harder. You know, I saw a meme and I think I've... Um, uh, I've shared this before, but it was, you know, it said if, if hard work made you rich, day laborers would be millionaires, you know,
0: if, if hard work made you rich, the day laborers would be millionaires and all of the people who are the millionaires and the billionaires would all be just really broke. Wouldn't they?
1: Absolutely. And so this idea of do more, do more, do more. And what I loved is when you said to go back to doing those things every single day and, you know, like, I've I've preached this on the show too that when things started to shift for me in my business too it's like go back to the fundamentals Kim go back to some of the fundamentals and and master those and mastery occurs through repetition through consistency and none of it's the glamorous like you know oh I I'm not going to rip on Snapchat I do that like every show because I just cannot be on one more platform but the point is it's not about the tactic it's not about the latest thing and more works in my life and my business when I take care of what's going on inside.
0: It, it, in and, and the story, fortunately or unfortunately, this same story has been around for thousands of years. <laughs> totally. uh, it, it, I mean, it, it just, it has, but we as people, and, and this goes to a point, you know, and, and you and I both know, um, you know, uh, someone that we're around, um, uh, Toby and the mastermind and, and a couple of the things that, that resonate with with me that, you know, he, he said over the over the months. But, you know, we, we really I mean, we we are just so hyper programmed. And, and I mean, when you dig into it, it's so easy to it's so easy to see. But, you know, when, when, when we're little, we're just so hyper programmed to stop, to slow down, to quit it, to be more like your brother, more like your sister. Stop climbing that don't do that. Put those back away. I told you not to do that. You know, can't you just be quiet for a few minutes? Um, I just need some alone time. Be away, you know, give give mommy or daddy some alone time. We're just so hyper taught, you know, and then that just moves us right into the school system of be like all these kids around you. If, if you're not getting the same grades, be like all these kids around you. You're being graded that you're not like them. Be more like them, be less like you. And We're just so taught not to trust ourselves. We're just so taught not to believe in our innate gift and our internal voice. And that just continues for most people, of course, their entire lives. But this evidence, you know, of you go back, you know, into two and three and 400 BC and, and, you know, Socrates and Aristotle and Plato are, are writing about the brain and where it's going to guide you and where it's going to take you and the highs and the lows that it takes you through and what we do today is precisely the same thing is we have the people that are doing the absolute, just successful, just crushing limitless activities where they just seem seemingly unstoppable. Like they can just bend the bullets and do anything. And we're trying to figure out what it is that they do. What is the tactic? What is the strategy? What is the funnel? What is the webinar? What is the plugin? What is the software? What is the, what is the advertising strategy? What's the closing script? What are they doing that allows for all this success? And then lo and behold, if they actually have one of those things that they're selling, then we go out and buy it. Of course, at the end of the day, it's just never, ever, ever that stuff. It's that, it's that whole perception of who am I? What is my worth? Can I create this limitless mindset? When I create the limitless mindset, then these tools and all this stuff on the back end, boy, they just, they just fall into place and they work seamlessly.
1: Oh, my God. I, I just – there's there's so many nuggets in like everything that you're saying. And it's funny because, you know, I had somebody recently – i I'm launching another podcast with a friend and we were talking about, you know, each of our businesses because it's kind of like that peel back the curtain, what's worked, what's not, that stuff. And we were talking about, you know, what we each do and he's like, well, you, you've always done websites and mind you, you know, never trained or whatever, never my intention – I've never advertised. (laughs) I don't even have a portfolio on my site anymore. And he's like, "How'd that work?" And you know what's funny, Dallas, is it's because I just show up as myself now. I hit a point where I just started creating content, and the more I was me through podcasting, through the way I wrote, through how I showed up online or whatever, my 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 business flows. And so it's like, do more me. So let's talk about you know this where does somebody start with that so first of all again thank you for sharing but but so you kind of started figuring that out and then you shifted your business a little bit from tactics and strategies to the mindset and getting that straight so where do you where does somebody start with that
0: well well you know if you don't mind i mean can can i can i give you a little short list of daily things that i that i do yes <laughs> yeah i mean i i didn't want to uh, uh, leapfrog a, a part here <laughs> into uh into what we're talking about but that you know i it, Every day, and, and, and these are a handful of the things that I do every single day. I, I, I want my clients to do every single day. But you know, you, you wake up number one and uh, just kind of in order, and I, and I have eight of these things. But it's like number one, just resist the interruption by your left brain, and and what that means is that don't allow your left brain, which is the analytical part, don't allow your left brain to start analyzing how you're going to do the things that you're trying to figure out what it is you want to do. So, you and I wake up and you get that burning hot, that sizzling idea that that great hot idea and you're like I'm going to do this. That's the smart part of your brain talking, by the way. Chances are, doesn't mean you never ever make a mistake, but chances are that's the really smart, quick part of your brain, that creative part that says Boom. I've got this great idea. Let's do it. It's a hot idea. And then your left side, that analytical part jumps in and says, Oh, but how are we going to do that? So, so don't allow yourself to get derailed in details right out of the gates. Don't, don't do that. Keep that side of your brain just quiet. When you, when you're getting that great creative spark, when you're getting that idea, allow yourself to go through the what can I do? What can I do? And don't get all bogged down into, okay, well, how can I do this? How can I do this? Because then you stop, right? Right. Uh, two is, is just to block out the distractions. Um, you know, the, the more overwhelmed we get, the more that we tend to get ourselves pulled in all these different directions. Just, it's just about simply just quieting your mind and blocking out distractions. So it allows you to be able to get focused on, which I talk a whole lot about, but it's just about being focused on just, and I call it an unlimiter one, just, just your, there's one thing on which you're focused and do not allow the other things, the other life, the other environment, the other emails, the other texts, the other calls, the other inbox, the other – all of these distractions don't allow those to pull you away from the one thing you know you need to get done. Uh, number three, I do – it's – its I call it – it's just being able to take and diversify different kinds of information um, so you don't allow yourself to get stuck and just merely repeating things. And and the way I do this, and I, and I know, I think I've shared this stuff with you maybe, uh, in, in, you know, a a year ago or so, but two of the main things uh, I do in in my daily routine is I practice number one, mentally rehearsing the day's events. So I'm practicing what's going to happen. I practice this interview before it happened several times already, of course. Mm -hmm. But the second thing is that it's this, the theater of your mind. It's the watching yourself, watch yourself in a movie effectively. And, and this takes a little bit of time, but just you, you mentally, I do this through a, a hypnotherapy, but just I'll every night before I go to bed is just watch yourself, watching yourself in a movie. And it sounds kind of weird, but it's you watching yourself in this kind of detached state, just seeing this are going to be, these are the successes that I'm going to experience today, tomorrow, and later in this week. And you just rehearse those things over and over and over again. Um, Number four is make time out to exercise and, and physical exercise. Don't be the person who uses the excuse about pulling back it or eliminating it altogether. And because you're trying to fix some current situation, so you'll get back to it later. Don't do that. Um, number five is take time out to exercise your your imagination. So when you're in the stressful situation, like we all get into at some point, we begin acting like this like mindless, thoughtless plow horse. And all we can do is this thing that's just immediately in front of us, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We want to be able to get ourselves back to this place where we can be this unlimited, creative human brain that has countless options rather than just looking at the thing right in front of us. Um, the number six, the next thing I do is I make a point to make sure that I'm remaining as relaxed as possible, which, you know, again, when you're in the point of stress – we move ourselves into this thought pattern of I need to do more, do more, do more hustle, 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 right? What can I do? Yeah, I need to do I need to hustle. I need to do I need to hustle. I need to extend my hours. I need to eliminate my breaks. I need to stop eating breakfast. I need to stop eating lunch. You know, heck, I need to just skip all my meals and skip doing everything except focus on this stressful thing so I can get myself out of it. You know, 15 or 20 minutes of just getting away and relaxing, you know, when the mind is calm and when it's when it's relaxed, the magic happens. When it's when it's not calm, when it's not relaxed, there's disorder, there's distraction. All those fuses are short circuiting. Uh, nothing good comes of it. So it's just making that happen. Um, Do you know? Can, go, I, go can I
1: just? I was just going to say it's funny because this is kind of part of my spiritual practice. But when I get in that space, it's like, and I just feel like. Like I'm clenching my fists, like you feel angsty. That's when I take a nap. That's when I go float in the pool. That's when I go for a walk. It's like you are not going to get to the other side of this with the same brain that got you here. So stop, stop. I, I, I so much more happens when I allow that space in my life.
0: It is not only does so much more happen, but you know all these things that we can you know, see. We all these things are kind of interchangeable and they can intersect and and there's. A million different directions that we could go with this but you know when, when you get to that place where you're just describing that's where you get also you get discouraged your your your, your willpower leaves you and instead of having willpower you you get taken over by won't power <laughs> yeah it, 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 you do i mean eventually it just goes away so then you begin to do something that shouldn't be that difficult that you should be able to do in 30 minutes and an hour an hour and a half later you still don't have it done Because now you're operating on won't power. Now you're operating on, this is so damn hard. Why is this so damn hard? And then the scary part is not only did you have a 30-minute easy task that you could have finished under the right mindset, and now 90 minutes later, it's still not done. But then in a day or two or three, when you go back to revisit that same task, you have gone back there remembering that as being the impossibly difficult, impossible thing that you just can't figure out and can't do. So you will maybe skip it and eliminate it altogether. Although it's the thing you really should have been doing, or you just go and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to have to find somebody to do this for me because I, I just need to hire this out because I remember how damn hard that was and I can't figure it out myself.
1: Absolutely. I've totally been there. It's like, wait a minute. I did this a week ago and it took 15 minutes. <laughs>
0: <Stop>. <laughs> and, and suddenly. And, and, and that's where you get, you know, and the crazy is say when, you, when our brains get to that place too, we also begin to convince ourselves we need to get into multitasking. You know, okay, I'm starting to fall behind. I, I'm not, I, okay, doing this one thing is cool when everything's working great and everything's right, but uh, I'm behind, I'm missing a deadline. I promised myself I'd have this done yesterday and I haven't. Okay, uh, I'm gonna start to multitask. I need to start doing two, three, four things at once. I need to catch up and then multitasking, you know, more and more of these studies, you know, the, your productivity goes down at least 37%, like at least a third of your day, gets just taken away from you if we insist on engaging into multitasking. So if we're doing I, yeah, two I've, or more things, a third of your day, two and a half, three hours of your day, just whoop, it's gone.
1: I, I can it's so funny because I've I have so accepted. I do not multitask well. Um and it's you know, when you were talking much earlier about, you know, just you know busy going all that stuff it's like i really used to wear busy like a badge of honor the only multitasking i do now is like listening to a podcast while i'm at target or or grocery shopping or something or or listening to music while i work at work out and maybe i'm reading on the treadmill or something but for the most part nothing gets done or or it would take me 10 minutes to do this if i would just shut distractions and do it so i am right there with you i think we're
0: on number seven go ahead number seven part then is just just practice the visual visualizing yourself performing perfectly so that you make sure that you see the things that are going to be happening in the present tense and the biggest thing is that just when i wake up in the morning and when i'm going to be rehearsing anything that's going to be happening for that day or the for the following day is making sure that you're rehearsing these things in the present tense this is that whole thing about that our minds cannot tell the difference of course, between if we're mentally rehearsing it or if we're actually doing it. So the mental part of visualizing this stuff is what allows it to actually happen. So then when we experience it, it's not a surprise. It's not a big deal. And it also tends to go very, very quickly and cleanly for us because we've already been visualizing, performing this stuff in a present tense, not like it's some future event. And then the last thing is just is become very detail oriented. Um, The very detail oriented part is that the more vivid details that you allow yourself to understand clearly what outcomes are going to be achieved, the more precisely we can imagine them. And the more precisely we imagine these things, the better that it is for our brains to believe these things. Meaning that again, if we just have this kind of murky detail of, uh, I want to get, I want to get a new car in December that does not activate our brains. I want to get a I want to get a newer house. I want to get a bigger house. I want to go on a big vacation. I want to take a big cruise. I want to travel internationally. All of those kind of things are all of the kind of the, that murky kind of gray stuff that just creates a lot of static and when we don't have that clear vis- visualization, our brain cannot lock in. We cannot begin to rehearse over and over what it is that we're going to do to make those things happen. But when we visualize the specific car, the specific color, the specific interior, the specific house, the color, the sizes, the rooms, to a lot of people, this sounds wackadoodle. I know it sounds wackadoodle. I know it sounds wackadoodle. I'm still going to say it anyway, though. Here, when we were in the process of of losing our home – And as I'm practicing what I'm preaching and my wife is just freaking out and saying, okay, well, just, you know, we're going to, we're going to lose our home. We just need to, we need to get something. We need to get something. We need to get something. We need to find an apartment, find something. And fortunately my brain was, was pretty reactivated at that time. Not entirely, but pretty damn reactivated. And it was saying, no, we're going to go find exactly what it is we want. We're going to find the home that we want not the apartment, not the kind of we're going to find the home that we want. And in fact, this home is going to be bigger than our other home. And this home is going to have a playground in the back because my daughter very much wanted a playground and it's going to have a princess room for her bedroom. My wife, of course, still, and and there was some other, some other pretty specifics that I had in there too, but you know, again, a month later and she's like, we got to look at this Apartment place and this apartment place and we got to contract in smaller, smaller, smaller. Well, we wound up making a move uh, by force <laughs> when you're when you're losing your home to foreclosure, you uh, you you need to get out. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Sheriff's so, knocking at the door. Yep. <laughs> so it is time to go. And where did we move into? We moved into a home that was about nine hundred square feet. Bigger, not some huge home. It's about 35, 3600 square feet. We went and we went to look at this home, and it also needed to be really close to her school. And mind you, we were only about a mile and away from mile and a half away from her school. But we were a one car family at the time, so we needed to be able to walk to school. Mm-hmm. We found a larger home that was about a half mile away from her school. We walked around the back of the house. And we also wanted a huge patio because we like grilling, we like having friends over, entertaining. It had a bigger patio, about twice the size of a patio from the outback. We walked in the back, and there was this great big children's playground that the previous owner had decided just to leave there. We walked into the home, and we we're walking around the home. High ceilings, beautiful, gorgeous home, as I say, and all of these things are great. And then the gentleman who is touring us says, "Now." I hope this is going to be okay, but just keep in mind that I don't mind getting some painters in here because it was just my wife and I Mm -hmm. said, I don't mind getting some painters and some people to come in here to take care of some of these rooms. So, you know, just keep an open mind and I just don't want you to be shocked by anything upstairs. We walk upstairs into one of the bedrooms and we open up the door. It's this entirely pink bedroom. It has this white, like, dresser chest sitting with all of these princess stickers all over it <laughs> it has this huge tangled like wall sticker uh, of the movie the, the the disney movie tangled it has her up over one of the walls and then against on the other wall there's like eight or ten of these huge wall stickers with all of these disney princesses all over the place i'll take it <laughs> yep I, I mean literally and the guy's like apologizing saying hey we're gonna you know, we can take all this down, you know, and we'll paint everything and just the owner got out of here in a big hurry. And we're like, nope, as a matter of fact, this is exactly what I was envisioning. I mean, when we get crystal clear, and, and I mean, I was rehearsing this stuff, I mean, daily, multiple times, daily, daily. This is what we're going to get. This is what we're going to get. This is what we're going to get. When we found this home, and as I'm, as we're pulling up to the outside of the home, I'm like, yep, this is it. Walked in. I'm like, yep. Walked around the back, the big patio, saw the big playground, walked up. There's the princess room already there. like, Yep, this is exactly what we envisioned. It's the power of doing that so that you know exactly where you're heading and what you're doing and that course correction gets so small. We still make mistakes, but the degree of the mistakes and the frequency of the mistakes gets so much smaller and they're so much quicker to get through.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't, I mean, the brain doesn't differentiate between the visualization and something actually happening, right? It's it's both the same experience
0: in the brain. It, it's the awesome awesome part of our incredible brains but it, it absolutely it, it has absolutely no way to distinguish that absolutely no way whatsoever so anytime we're practicing that rehearsal it, it's the reason that you know the books the movies the the sporting event anything that we're going to go and we're going to see that the more of that realistic the more visceral they make that experience it's that feeling that we're experiencing yeah, that's why we get terrified when we go to the movie theater that we or see why the, some the, of us
1: don't watch scary movies <laughs>
0: Why, why some of us don't watch scary movies? Why, why? Some of us, you know, it's almost to the, it, it's, it's the interesting opposite effect, but you know, there's people that you have these great feel good movies, right? I mean, it's just, it's a feel good movie. You know, it is. It's that, it's that great underdog movie with that great story about the person who overcame every obstacle and he still succeeded at the highest level. And, you know, you'll have some of your friends or acquaintances like, oh, I'd never see that stupid movie.
1: Oh my God. That's all I watch. Like, I own the movie Rudy, right? Like, that was one of my most, I love, I love sports movies like that, but, but that's, I literally, I watch Harry Potter over and over and over and over again because it makes me feel good. There's a good message. So you're, I, you're totally right. You're totally right. I love it.
0: So, yeah. And, and the, the feel good is the same thing with the feel bad. Say right. when you, when you're watching the movie, if, if when you're watching the movie, it's the exact same thing. Say when we, you know, talked about it with this, this theater of your mind, it, that's all we're doing is we're just getting really good at watching ourselves, watch a movie. We're watching ourselves, watch a movie about ourselves and our brain. When we get good about watching a movie about watching ourselves, That's really good and has great endings and has great characters and great energy and great results and great successes. When we get good at just playing that movie in our brain and we can play that movie in our brain daily, it's amazing (laughs) that all of the things begin to act out in your real life. They just they do.
1: They really, really do. So let's we got to wind down here, but let's talk about your Unlimiter program and, and what that's about.
0: A uh, limiter program is, uh, you know, I am a, I am a business consultant by nature, but a business consultant by nature means that if I'm going to serve my clients to their highest level, that means that we're not going to spend 90% of the time talking about all the tools and the tactics and the tricks and the strategies that have to do with their business and then talk about the 10% being, you know, something to maybe do with their brain or their temperament or their displacement. Um, that's just a complete total disservice to my clients because I, I know beyond all doubt that that is not the way to have the success that that they and I want to find from this experience. So we created a program that is, it is based around – we we spend a great deal of time. We back it up with all the scientific research with a lot of these steps. I mean I, I gave you eight you know, steps. We've got, gosh, probably – oh, I don't know, eight or 10 different series of all of these different sequences and steps and things that we use to be able to get ourselves mentally where we become this, what we call an unlimiter. Somebody who is not just good, not just great, but they move into this place where they are an unlimiter. So you're an unlimiter in your business. You're an unlimiter in your creativity, in your imagination, in how you can bring money in and how you can grow and the different directions that you can lead. The the whole premise is to spend the time getting you ready and then step two, now that you're ready, let's go ahead and let's get the specific strategies that are going to work to allow you to be able to create the business, how to be able to design it the way you want it to be, how to be able to market this thing, and then ultimately sell it. When we can create a really customized business around the individual, their strengths, their passions, their purposes, and we can build that whole thing. And that individual is at the place where they can literally, they can already bend bullets, and they can run through walls Uh, i tell you that the second part gets really fun and it gets really really easy because there's no more pulling someone to be that success you're now you know it's putting the reins on them and just trying to hold on for dear life because they start running and they start running really fast
1: okay so what is what is the unlimiter program how long what's the program like
0: a limiter specifically it's a it's an eight-week program that we created uh, it's an online program that, that we have a, a few different elements to depending on um, when someone is uh, beginning to work with us but we always start with a one-on-one engagement with somebody to make sure that we can get something very specific mapped out for their specific situation so that we know how to customize this experience for them individually it's then an eight-week online program that allows them to be able to get a tremendous amount of information information again scientifically backed information not just things we think theoretically may make the difference but these things about how it really will make a difference and change inside of your mind and then really how to create the difference inside of your business we follow those of course with making sure that there's a group interactive piece to this we have weekly q a calls that are there to just serve the people to make sure that again we're getting out of that place of question and doubt and uncertainty to have them moving forward as quickly as we can possibly get them to. And then at the end, we make sure that we want to get all of this awesome stuff. You know, if you've heard of the term anchoring before, anchoring, it, it, it you know, got rooted back from years ago from neurolinguistic programming. But really, what anchoring is, is that we've done all of this great work. We've done all these great things in your mind and in your business. And now at the end, we're going to have a two and a half day live. Event and live training where we not only are going to make sure that this stuff is anchored in your nervous system, make sure that this is there to stick and to stay, and to continue to work on some more specifics with you. But it's also then it, it, at the end, it's celebration, right? Because we're going to celebrate the the victory and the success now that we have created from everything that we've done together, and the results with that process have literally are just going off the charts, and, and we just we we can't be happier. With what it is we've spent, you know, literally, um, you know, it took two decades for this to come to realization and, you know, about four months to to actually put it all into place.
1: Awesome, Dallas. Thank you so much for, I, I wanted, before we close off, I want to just let everybody know, stay tuned to the end. I will repeat the link and everything's going to be in the show notes. But if you just go to the wpchick.com forward slash unlimiter, uh, you're going to be able to get more information about the program, connect with Dallas. Um, Dallas, God, thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. As
0: always, when I talk with you, <laughs> Kim, thank you so much too. Uh- I I apologize that my wordiness maybe uh <laughs> took us for a little <laughs> bit longer run here, but I, I appreciate you very much, Kim and, and thanks so much for the opportunity to be able to get on here and really uh I hope share some really uh, valuable stuff with folks that can that can take this stuff and and use it today.
1: fun Was that right? Like, I totally dig this mindset stuff, you guys. So, if you want to find out more about Dallas Hardcastle and his Unlimiter program, just go to the WP Chick.com forward slash Dallas, D A L L A S, just like it sounds. Uh, again, that's the wpchick.com forward slash Dallas. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening. I love you tons. You're awesome. And if you haven't yet, of course, I'd love a review on iTunes. So head over and rate and review the podcast. means the world to me. Uh, until next week, guys, have a great day.